Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and listeners of all ages, before we start with the I Know You Hear Me podcast, I just want to take a minute to let all of you know that Saturday, February 4th, Somerset, Kentucky, 540 Highway 3057 at the Old Ferguson Gym, I will be debuting at Triple Crown Wrestling and giving them the Flynn Hendricks experience. And this will also be my first defense of the undisputed UCW Ultimate Southern States Championship. And my opponent is none other than a guy that I tried to put out of the business this time last year, Dominic McVeigh. Now, Dominic, you may be a skilled athlete, you may be a great high flyer, but when it comes time to get the job done, you do not measure up to me. You will not walk out of that building as champion. I will walk in champion, I will walk out champion, and move on to the next town with my title intact. So bring everything you got, because you're going to need it to survive the Flynn Hendricks experience. And I know you hear me. Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Suzanne DeCarma with the I Know You Hear Me podcast with not Flynn Hendricks. Ugh, fuck that guy. I'm a voice actress and makeup artist based out here in Dallas, Texas. And um, you can find me on all social media platforms at Suzanne DeCarma. Got Twitter, got TikTok, got Instagram. And of course, you know where to find the podcasts on all available podcasting platforms. And don't forget to give us a follow on all social media platforms as well. Okay, so taking a break from you asking, you know, all other entertainers and voice actors questions about their lives. We all have a story to tell and uh, we want to hear yours. We don't want to forget you, Flynn. So um, I'm going to ask you a few questions and um, you know, some of these are, they're, they're dead hitters. I'm not going to lie. So I'm not going easy on you. That's fine. I mean, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) And Hey everybody, Uh, roles are reversed if you haven't picked up on that yet, but yeah, that's that's why I wanted to ask you on here to do this particular topic anyway. So I would expect nothing less, but I am ready whenever you are. Okay, awesome. Um, sorry, I wrote my questions, and I was like, I'm thinking that I might have erased some of the sentences. Okay, yeah. So first question: you uh, you have a background in wrestling? Yes. And I don't know anything about that world. I don't know anything about the world of sports or physical activity. Um, But what would you say that the similarities um, with your background are with coming into voice acting? In all honesty, um, it's so weird to say because I've had such a love-hate relationship with wrestling for so long. It's like for every good thing there is, uh, you know, like there's like, three, five, ten, however many bad things that you can focus on or just shady, shitty people, you know, but that's every walk of life. And I think the biggest thing it's taught me is that no matter where you go, like, you're going to experience these things, but I think this thing just kind of opened my eyes to it for good or for worse. It's like a double-edged sword. Like, you become aware of this stuff. You learn, like, when somebody's trying to take advantage of you or you learn when somebody's just feeding you BS because, you know, like, you... You can't work a worker is what they say. Like, I know what I'm doing. I'm picking up on what you're doing. So nice try, buddy. But at the same time, too, as far as, like, being in front of a live audience or getting real acting experience, 
it has taught me so much, especially about reacting on the fly, because you could have something planned or you could be in a conversation with somebody and try to be thinking three steps ahead. But if they go a different direction, you're left like scrambling, trying to figure out, oh, uh, I was not planned for that. I had this answer ready. And if that's not what they want, you've got to be able to improvise. And that has helped me, you know, like just be quick witted and quick on my feet to respond in different ways to things, whether it's actually voice acting or doing improv, for example. So it's, it's helped me be quicker on my toes and be more comfortable in my own skin at the same time. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think especially if um, you get thrown one of those curveballs, like especially in front of an audience, you also have to maintain composure. Yes, absolutely. And I, I, I'm assuming now, like the very limited knowledge that I know, there's like a lot of like you know the the, the trash talk just to, for oh, entertainment boy. purposes. Um, I'm a very like I ignore that thing, ignore that as a kid that was bullied a lot. So mm-hmm. that's what in one ear and out the other nothing really makes me angry i'm emotionally numb has that ever like gone too far as far as man well it's funny because as we're recording this and i'm sure if you follow me on social media or like if you follow my youtube channel which if you haven't subscribed yet what are you waiting for i actually um i i get paid to be the bad guy when i wrestle it's just easier for me to do that because it's easier to make people dislike me than it is to make them like me and as we're recording this, I actually had a show um, in, a, in a little town called Salina, Tennessee. It's a very, very small town, but it's also where, you know, like my wife and my father-in-law go fishing, but they also believe that wrestling is real. And I had people that were in the crowd, like, again, my job is to trash talk so that when the good guy comes out, they cheer them. They want to see the good guy beat me. They want to see me get beat for talking trash or saying things that they know are true but don't want to hear. And this guy, like, and I was egging it on because I thought, you know, it was just going to make the reaction to the match that much better. And um, this guy got so angry at me. Like, you know, I, I was challenging him, like, hey, take a swing at me. He wouldn't do it. And I just kept needling him, needling him. This guy actually ended up uh, calling the police up there. So they had to come out of their little double-wide trailer, which I'm not exaggerating. It is literally a double-wide trailer with two police cars. Come to the building and say that they couldn't arrest me. And then when that happened, this guy, like, he just went off his rocker and tried to start a fire just so that he could hurt me. And I'm like, this is so weird. I should be, like, scared for my life or feeling threatened right now, but... This is like, you know, like you go back to the 70s and the 60s and even the 80s in wrestling, like stuff like that is a badge of honor where if a fan tries to swing on a bad guy or tries to stab a bad guy or fight a bad guy, cuts your tires, whatever, like that means you did your job and you're the best at what you do. But just, again, still saying that, it, it sounds so off in the head that it's just like, what is wrong with you? But I mean, like, I did my job so well that nobody cared that I cheated to, you know, to beat the guy and become champion later that night. Everybody was more concerned about the guy trying to fight me and set the building on fire. So, it, you know, it can go too far. But at the same time, too, it's like that's just more ammunition for me to put into my act now because I can say that I survived all this, I did all this, and, you know, now more people are going to want to see some good guy, whoever it may be, try and take me down a peg or become the champion. So it it has its pros and its cons, but again, 
it does leave me wondering sometimes, uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, pardon the language, but there, there, that's where I'm at right now. That's giving me very, I don't want to say over-dramatized because it's true, but it's given me Kyle energy. <laughs> it's given me Kyle energy. Well, this is, this is the bad part, too, is that the guy that did it, and I didn't know this until after the fact, is actually training to be a wrestler, but nobody actually, like, took him behind the curtain and showed him how things work, how the bad guy is supposed to get a reaction or anything like that. So I had a guy that was legitimately supposed to be part of the ring crew and supposed to be training to become a part of this world that had no clue about how any of this works. And again, I'm not trying to ruin the magic that hasn't already been, you know, you know, revealed however many years ago, but you know, it's just like, there are still some people that believe this is real and that guy took it very personally because, you know, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know what was going through his mind, but yeah. But, I mean, it was total Kyle energy just for the sake of entertainment, and then it became real. So it's like, ugh. I think no- that's what that's what makes it, like, when the truth is stranger than, fr- uh, than friction. Than fiction. <laughs> um, truth is stranger than friction as well. Yes, it is. Um, Kyle's do exist and if your name is Kyle and you are a good guy I know a lot of good guys named Kyle um that that give off they give off you know Theodore energy so you know sorry to all the 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 Theodore energy Kyle's out there um but that that's what it is it's like did you it's rather than talk you gotta roll up you know yeah I don't get it I don't I don't understand but, it's it's you know. such a strange world and like I said like the thing is is back in the day especially that was encouraged because like these bad guys well I mean granted I'm like five seven five six on a good day I'm a stocky dude but like these guys back in the day were like six foot six two whatever it was barrel chested like the guys that would knock you out at a bar that were starting these fights but here's little old me doing it, and it's like, wow, nobody... They they call it getting heat in the wrestling scheme of things, and they're like, nobody gets real heat anymore, but here I am doing it, and you know, it's like I'm the only guy doing it because half the other people, if you go to these shows, I, again, I hate to say it, and I keep referencing it in my act, but these guys look like they're pretending to play the part instead of actually being the part or being a method actor, and, you know, going back to the acting portion of the question, taking the three, you know, three and a half years off to go back into wrestling has actually helped me out more than I realized. Like, it clicks as I'm going, and I'm not having to get slammed or thrown around because, you know, some of the guys are bigger than me, but I can tell more stories with my mouth or with my body language than I can, you know, like actually getting slammed on a ring that may not be the best to you know, take a fall on or whatever. So I'm saving my body at the same time, but I'm finding all these different ways to improvise and give these people a show. And then the Kyle energy kicks in. So, you know. And has that ever, I know playing the bad guy, like you, I I, I get it. If you're on stage, um, Mm -hmm. you know, talking theater wise, playing the bad guy, especially if you're in a melodrama, that's fun and dandy. You, you you know what it is, but I yep. guess especially for people who take it to heart, has that ever kind of bothered you? Like, 
has it ever gotten to you like mentally and emotionally, maybe like early in your career or? Well, it the biggest thing that got to me is um, I have a lot of issues with, you know, like acceptance and, you know, like maybe a small handful of people know this, but my dad, you know, like he, I wasn't planned. I was an accident and had, you know, like my grandmother not told my mom to go and tell him that she was pregnant. He probably wouldn't have been in the picture. I never would have known who he was, but he was never really like accepting or encouraging of anything that I've done. Like up until like when we stopped talking, however many years ago, but you know, it's like, when I first started, it's like the traditional thing in wrestling is to be the good guy, make this crowd love you. And, you know, it's like, I realized that I had a mental block of doing that because I was always wondering, you know, it's like, well, what if it's going to be just like, you know, at home where this wasn't going on? So it became easier. And I started asking like, hey, let me just let me be the bad guy. These people are not like sticking their hands out for high fives. They're not wanting hugs back when that was a thing. And you know, like they're cheering if I'm getting beat up. So they're cheering the bad guy and flipping the roles here. Let's go ahead and just give them what they want. And then it's easier for me to feed off those frustrations that I'm doing and channel that, you know, like that weird emotion that I'm fighting with on the inside and just use this as a release to, you know, like get that performance and, Oddly enough, you know, it took a couple of years of begging, but it actually worked. So, you know, it's like it's just being able to, I guess, find a way to funnel and channel these inner, like, struggles I was having into being the bad guy where it's like, you should love me because, like, I'm the guy that your kids should want to grow up to be like because I have a college degree. I, you know, like, I'm a manager of a retail store. Like, I'm working six days a week. I was in college five days, you know, five days a week and wrestling three to five times a week. Why are you not telling them to look up to me? Like I've got everything. And it's like, oh, you don't like me because I'm doing this, this, and this. Okay. That's ammunition right there. If you won't accept me, I'm going to make you hate me. And you know, there it was. Okay. Yeah. No, I I definitely can follow you in regards to, it seemed like eventually it finally clicked to you 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 were looking for some kind of acceptance yes. um that you that you didn't receive from your father yep. um and especially kind of coming into your adult uh, uh your adult life realizing that even though it's probably been said to you so many times but it didn't have a meaning to you until like it finally clicked mm-hmm. um i can definitely I, I can definitely see how that can uh that can motivate motivate you in regards to what is it that you want to do with your future how do you want to live the rest of your life and then of course you know as a parent mm-hmm. um so that kind of leads me to i'm not a parent i'm a very um i'm still raising myself right i am re-raising myself um at 31 and right now that's all i can see um And especially like, you know, coming into this career of entertainment, I'm still a kid at heart. Absolutely. Um, So I guess on your end with your kids and, you know, the wife and making a living because you have multiple kids, I can barely take care of myself. uh, But you got you you got two, two kids, two dogs and two cats. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, So before 
before you finally decided, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go into voiceover, I'm going to go into entertaining and, and the arts, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of pressure and like, but I have to be a father, I have to be a provider. Yeah. Um, what was it that was the ultimate push for you to into getting into voiceover? Um, honestly, it was, it was, again, it ties back to wrestling. Um, it was November of 2018, um, right after we, or right before we found out we were pregnant with our, our second son. And, um, our marriage had kind of hit a little bit of a rocky, a rocky patch there. But, you know, again, it's just like, and I, I've come to realize now why I would withdraw sometimes. And it was because I wasn't feeling fulfilled with what I did or what I was doing. And, you know, I was wrestling, but I hated being away from home. And, you know, I hated being away from my then three-year-old son. And, you know, I just, I hated missing out on so many things because the the original plan was to stop wrestling after I got married. Well, you never say never in wrestling because you come back. But after I, um, after I stopped wrestling inadvertently in 2018, I just never let my athletic license renew and, you know, the booking stopped coming. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm actually done this time. And I just, I happened to see an ad online for, you know, like Steve Bloom's Masterclass. And I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars Rebels. So I knew him most recently for that. I knew he was Toonami Tom. And then I also knew, you know, like he's done all this other stuff. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, my neighbor up the street does commercial VO, but I like animation. That's what I grew up on. That's what drew me in. So I took this class, and then I realized that, you know, he started offering these monthly uh, webinars or seminars, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, you get to learn from these people. Like, you actually get to – it's a crowded Zoom room, but you actually get to stop and have these interactions with people like D. Bradley Baker, Phil Lamar, um, LeVar Burton. Like, those are some of the ones that I've gotten to have these interactions with. Or even Bob Bergen, you know, like the voice of Porky Pig – And, you know, it's like, okay, cool. And it's like, you see all these other people that are doing it. And it's like, well, you know, I I don't live in a major hub because at the time COVID wasn't a thing. And it was like, got to be in Dallas, got to be in L.A., got to be in New York. But, you know, maybe I can still do something, do something regionally, like even if it's commercial or whatever. But, you know, so I got into that. I finally got a kit, figured out how to set up a, a makeshift booth at a PVC pipe and all that. And it was like, once I started actually getting into it and figuring out, okay, man, I've got to get, you know, like coaching because just doing what I think a voice actor is supposed to do is not going to cut it. It's not going to get me booked. That's surface level stuff. Yep. It goes so much further than that. And that's also something too, that I've become aware of because again, it all ties back to wrestling. It's the same thing with the guys that don't invest in real gear or don't get themselves in shape and look like the people that sit in the crowd. You know, it's like, okay, you're going to record out of a computer. Like, that may be cool, you know, like, if you're on a vacation, but do you have a booth? Do you have a way to communicate with somebody out in L.A. if you're in, you know, Chicago or wherever? So I started finding out all this stuff, finding out people to coach with, learning dialects and all this, and it was like, this is something that I'd wanted to do since I was eight years old, and my oldest son is about to turn seven, so, like, he's about to be at the age where I discovered all this stuff, and it's like, I don't want to... I don't want to be a dad that just is unfulfilled. I don't want to keep being miserable around my family because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing or I don't feel like I'm doing the right thing. So I, I've spent a lot of money on this stuff, but thanks to the investments, thanks to the dedication to it, I was actually able to claim it on taxes this year and you know get more on the refund. But it's also like 
this is cool for me because it's helping me, you know, like break down barriers inside myself that I didn't know was there. But it's also letting me, you know, like show my kids too when they're old enough to realize that like, you know, like, man, dad put a lot of work into this, but he did something that not a lot of people do. And, you know, like now my seven-year-old soon to be wants to be an astronaut. He wants to be a baseball player. So like, if whatever he wants to do, I just want them to know, like, I'm going to be there for him, but I'm also going to pursue my dream and show them like that he can do it too. And I didn't have that visual growing up. So I try to make it just so crystal clear for them because I don't want to repeat the pattern that I came out of because I would, I would feel like I failed in every, every walk of life if I ended up doing that to them. So that's why I'm just trying to like, still like base. We had baseball before this, uh, got him in bed, got him tucked in, read to him, came right in here to do this. So, you know, it's like, it's just making it work. I'm dead ass tired, but here we are. So I wake up tired, man. I was born tired man now that you now that you actually say that too i'm gonna just a little quick psa guys don't be afraid to go to a doctor and talk about that if you want because i've come to find out i don't get rim sleep and it seems like people are finding out how important that is now so i've got a sleep study coming up in the next month so hopefully i'm gonna be able to recharge my battery so i'm not walking around with permanent crow's feet so if you feel that way or whatever's off go talk to somebody go get help do what you need to do and stop putting it off Back to you. That's, uh, that, you know, that's good advice. I get Botox to avoid permanent crow's feet, and then, you oh. know, I have ADHD. So my Adderall, energy, Man, or anxiety. I, I'm learning new things about <laughs> you, too. Shit. I mean, I, I haven't even started on the Botox with the crow's feet. Oh. <laughs> I, do ha- I do get it for um, the, the, the tight jaw. Right, right. Because um, as a singer and stuff, and then of course, ah. oh man, that hurt. It, it clicks. It hurts. So Ooh. I get that. Lord. Uh, maybe, may, maybe we'll, we'll we'll go into the crow's feet later. Um, but what you said about um, you know going more into the seminars and workshops and learning, it was breaking down barriers within yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I think that kind of goes into for people like you and me who we were just so enamored with animation and and acting, I think that was something that, that started for us as kids. Like we wanted those barriers. We didn't have those barriers before as kids. Mm -mm. And I think that was something that the characters that we watched on, on TV, I guess that was something that more inspired us. Yes. And so I guess I can see how like that links into how, why we still want to do it now. Mm -hmm. Um, Not just like connecting back into childhood, but I think we recognize that there were, there were limits we wanted to surpass. So that was um, that, that I can definitely, I I can definitely relate to. Um, But as we were talking with you wanting, you wanting to teach your kids, Hey, go after your stuff. It's going to, you're going to work and you're going to be tired, but go after it. Mm -hmm. Um, that brings me to my next question, which kind of answered, um, as a parent, if your child came to you with their dreams, so as an astronaut, uh, what would you do to help them? What would you, um, if you had to sit down with your wife and you were like, this is not a normal career. So what do we do to help them get there? First and foremost, it's, I would have to do research, too, because especially, you know, like if it's an astronaut, for example, because he said that or he's wanted to be a train driver. But, you know, like now that he's discovered baseball and this is his third season and getting into it, 
you know, it's just a matter of doing the research and finding ways to help him along the path and becoming more invested in it so that he knows we're supporting him and not just kind of like passing it off to, you know, his coach at school or his coach on the baseball team to handle, but knowing that he's got the support with it too. But I'm also going to want to know that I'm sending him, like if he's got to have a, you know, like a hitting coach or somebody to work with or, you know, an athletic trainer to get him, you know, like a strong arm for throwing or whatever it is. I want to know that I'm getting him the best person for that job and that my son's going to be in capable hands so that when those opportunities come, He's fully prepared. He's ready, whether it's scholarships, you know, um, MLB, you know, like whatever it may be. Like, I I just want to make sure that we're doing everything to keep him on the right path and make sure he's set up for success. Of course, he's going to have to take care of that part himself. But just know that he's got a support system behind him more than anything else. So, like, as far as the astronaut, like, is is, is your kid good at math? Um, I'm starting to see that, you know, like if he's anything like me, like anything past long division may be a struggle, but I mean, like he's, it's just a matter of keeping him focused because again, you know, he's so young right now that Mm. it's hard to get kids to focus on stuff like that when they want to be playing with, you know, the wild ass dog that we just got that's like just barreling through the house or, you know, they want to do everything but the homework. So it's just when he actually sits down and applies himself to it. He's smart, like driving home from baseball. He sees the street names and says, I can spell this or I can spell this or I can read this. So he's he's smart enough to know it. It's just getting him to focus on it and, you know, tunnel that energy into what he's doing at the time instead of just being distracted by everything else around him. No, I, I, I definitely get uh... I definitely agree. Um, and I just assume that math is a is a thing that astronauts need. I don't know. Oh, I would assume so. And I mean, I know it's something you need with business. And that's why I went for, you know, English and communications in college because I didn't want to do math. But I, I'm good at math. But I will tell you, I don't remember trigonometry and all of that. And I have not needed it yet <laughs> to this day. Basically. Um, so... I don't know. I, I'm assuming that you need math to be an astronaut. Probably some other stuff. Science. Um, you know. Ew. <laughs> ew. <laughs> you know, science. Um, but no, like I, I definitely, I, I definitely agree. So if if I if I had a child that came to me with, hey, I want to be, um, I don't know, what's more out of left field for me, uh. If, if my child came up to me and said, I want to do sports ball, um, <laughs> I am not a sports person, was not the person for you to ask. Right. Nothing about it. Um, but I have Google and, you know, I have people. I, I, I'm like you. I would, I would research. I would research so much and, like, look for those opportunities and apply and for my kid to apply to. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe even beyond me, because uh, I remember like practicing like guitar and stuff with my dad, which is fine. But you still have those emotions where you're like you get frustrated with each other. Yeah. My dad and I have like my dad and I have done a lot of lessons with each other, driving, homework, guitar, and it was never without me crying because just it's frustration. Not, of course, not that it was mean. It's like I know that about myself. Um, so, but if that's what my kid wants to do they're never bad with new people. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like they're always seem to be, they always seem to be the most behaved. Of um, course. 
So it put them in the environment for it to be in. And an environment also means like, you know, it if it's not something that you can help them excel personally, give it find a teacher, find a coach. That's it. So I, I did that. Um, what was the next thing? I wrote a long one here. Oh um, boy. No mind. This was questions that I wrote a month ago when I accidentally got the dates wrong <laughs> and and crashed your previous. Um, eh, your well, previous you know, interview. it was welcomed. Yeah, um, what was it? So we're in a new uh, social and economic era where all of the rules that our parents gave us pretty much no longer apply. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, we most likely won't have social security when we get to that age. Probably not. I'm so glad it's. So glad it's being taken out of my ta- well, it was being taken out of my taxes when I was a W two um, employee, mm-hmm. and it's almost impossible to have that quote unquote six months worth of savings. Yeah, um, which I feel makes Gen Z and generations younger more prepared for this new world because they aren't being drilled the old values like we were. Because we're still we're still like wait we thought this was supposed to be so now we have to like rework our brains yeah. and that's hard because we're already an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you think is the best way for us young adults? We are still young adults. Um, to go up to go about into the future, especially with goals like ours. What what would you, what would you think is something that would uh, that would help us? Don't be like me and make stupid purchases. Um. That's that's one. That's and that's a hard thing to do because again, too, like if you're if you're into collecting things, like you know that nine times out of ten, if you don't get something, it's you know, like right when it comes out or you don't pre order it, it's gonna become harder to get. You're gonna regret not getting it, and then you're gonna pay twice or triple however much more than you would have paid at retail. But at the same time, too, it's like for me, how many Vegeta statues do I really need? Like, again, I'm going to say all, all of them. Of, of course. Over 9,000. Yes, of course. But do I have That's the happening. room for it? Do, but, you know, it's like... You could. I, I Take a wall down or two, take over my kids' rooms. But, you know, it's like, again, you've just got to be smarter with your purchases. And, you know, I don't know a thing about crypto. I know a lot of people are getting into it. But maybe don't do that. You know, invest in smart stocks. And maybe that's the old-fashioned thing. But, you know, or just save 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 more than anything else and live on spend less than what you make more than anything else just save so that you can have those experiences or take those workshops because right now like i'm still paying off the medical bills uh from the emergency vet for you know our our dog that passed away earlier this year and then on top of that too i've still got some medical bills from 2 years ago even with insurance where I had to have uh, wrist and elbow surgery for like 10 years worth of nerve damage where I couldn't even fully extend my left arm. I'm still paying that off. And it's like, you know, like, of course, you've got to take care of yourself. But at the same time, too, save so you're not like stuck paying it off of a credit card or whatever to just be smart with your money more than anything else. But don't be afraid to live either. I, yeah, um, I'm I have some collectibles, so. You know, I know so many people that collect those pop figures. I, um, oh I, boy. And I have never seen any of those pop figures outside of their boxes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Because, you know, it's kind of like you know, uh, old-fashioned figurines. You know, if you don't take them out the box, the value's more. Yep. I did pre-order. I, I did buy 
three pop figures nice. last year. Nice. I don't own them. I, I don't own like pop figures, so this was a big purchase for me. I pre-ordered, and it took five months for me to receive them. And they are all, all three of the main band members of Green Day. Nice, nice. I should have seen that one and, coming. Yeah, yeah. And they're all still in their boxes because nobody touches the precious. Beautiful. Okay? Of course, of um, course. That, I don't know if they're going to be worth something, you know, and I probably won't even sell them, you know, just because I'm a hoarder. It's the emotional value. Yes. I'm emotion like I'm emotionally invested in them. But um you, you were kinda you were kinda given the whole like spend less spend less than what you make, which honestly, man, especially like as a you know, you're you're a family man. Yeah. That's hard because there's always gonna be surprises. And that's that's the thing too, is that like I have to bust ass at my job because it, it's very commission based, but Thankfully, like, nine times out of ten, like, I, I work with a lot of the major, like, hit spots in Nashville. Like, you'll you'll know where they are. Like, if you think of Nashville, you'll think of X. You'll think of Y. Like, those are the people that I work with, and they do a lot of, like, first aid, safety, and OSHA compliance stuff. And, you know, like, thankfully, they're big spenders because they now see the value in what it's doing because it can help save somebody's life. But even then, you know, it's like prices go up. Sometimes the commission structure doesn't catch up with it until way down the road or whatever. But, you know, even then, cost of living, everything else goes up. Like, gas today was four oh nine, And, you know, it's like everything goes up. You've got to... It, it's hard to, again, say spend less than you make when everything around you is going up. So it's like... there's got to be wages. Yes. There's got to be some changes wages. there. There has got to be some changes there for sure. There had been, I mean, uh, everybody, I don't think there's anybody that's not in agreement that that's not the case. It's only the people that are, you know, well, don't get a minimum wage job. Like, uh. But the people with the minimum wage jobs are the ones that we probably rely on the most. So. The, exactly. As, as we saw throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, I, I try to build a savings. So for me, I'll have like a decent savings. And then right, right when I get to like, okay, cool, I'm getting comfortable with, with putting money in here. Then something, some big emergency will happen. Don't want to put it on a credit card, put it in, put it on savings. It's like the, but uh, apparently that's life. And I struggle. I personally struggle with the whole, like, you know, you can't take it with you. And I get insur- life insurance people calling me all the time asking, um, so what are your loved ones going to do if something were to happen to you? No. And I said, I probably won't care. I will be dead. <laughs> I will be dead. I mean, them's the cold, hard facts, but I mean, you know. Like, am I going to be reincarnated with, with that on my shoulders? Uh, I didn't create debt. Humanity created debt. Yeah. And humanity is the root of all evil or something it's Um, very true or was it the devil i don't know um (laughs) (laughs) but um so it's kind of hard because you were almost given the whole like well you almost you didn't but you almost were like I, i could almost hear the whole don't buy starbucks don't go get your avocado toast. Um, but this, that's that, but that's also kind of what I was going into before. We were taught those old values. Mm-hmm. That's exactly so. Of course, that's like what's rooted into us. That's what makes sense to us, and yep. it does make sense, and it should make sense to the other generation. 
But I, I am of the idea that something more might be missing. Yeah. It probably is the wage gap, but you know, uh, <laughs> I, I only know so much about um, economics with my business minor. I, I, um, I know exactly what you mean, and I've had a brief sprinkling of economics myself, but I feel like so many of the problems could be solved, especially the wage issue, with common sense techniques because it seems like the most simple and basic answers are the most profound, like, you know, I mean, I just feel like it's obvious. Everybody knows the wages need to go up, but... For whatever reason, they don't, and you know, you can say the argument. Yeah, the argument is well, if the wages go up, then everything else is good. The prices are going to go up. They are anyway. Well, Margaret, the the prices done went up already. They've been going up. And I think when I'm sorry, uh, when I I think when I started working as a teenager, when I was uh, able to work, minimum wage was five fifty five. I remember that. Um, and I also remember being like 18, getting like a raise. Um, minimum wage had moved up to 725. I thought I was hot shit making 775. Yeah. Um, hey, for an 18 year old doing part time, that's not bad at all. If I do say so myself, working at an arcade. That's not uh, bad. I mean, that's that's right there with what I was getting paid at Target stocking shelves. So I would have taken the arcade over that any day. I mean, it's the constant smell of cardboard and pizza and, and those carpets. Uh, I constantly have I constantly have dreams that I'm still stuck there. Oh, man. And I could probably still fix those machines. Um, nobody taught me. I just sat there one day and was like, I'm going to break this and not and, and put it back together. Wreck-It um, Ralph style. <laughs> yeah. So um, either way, you know, we're still taking your money because those tickets, you probably were owed more or less tickets. Probably. Um, Inflation in the arcade. Bouncy balls used to be like 10 tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're like 25. Oh, boy. And that's the most basic thing you can get. Those are those plastic teeth. Uh, like the, oh, yeah, yeah. It's either the hillbilly or the uh, vampire. Yes, yes. Oh, God. Yeah. That's such a, I feel like that's a good way to start teaching kids about economy when it comes to, like, just go to the arcade, give them a nice, uh, uh, economic lesson. Yeah, give them a cup full um, of tickets and see what you really get. Yeah, no, this is, uh, or even like, hey, I'm going to put a dollar in, I'm going to get, what, before tokens, if tokens still exist, because now it's just a card. Right. Choose your games wisely. This game takes five tickets, or five tokens, um, but what could you get, but what is the problem, yeah, that's fun. Um, <laughs> take your kids to fake gambling places, yes. guys, for educational purposes. And write it off on your taxes. Oh, that's brilliant. Then get, then get caught for fraud. Um, <laughs> don't listen to me. I am not a parent. I shouldn't <laughs> be in charge of your children. Um, my The best I can do is make sure they're not set on fire. That's a win. Um, that's a win in my book. Yeah. Um, so we're, that was that four questions. That um, was, man. And so I know, I know. It went by quick. So... This is a good question. I told you I was not, I'm not going to uh, pull back my punches here. Right. Very, very critical question. As a professional and as, as somebody that has um, spent, what, like 30, 30-ish years watching 
watching animation, watching, you know, television unfold Mm -hmm. um, and television change. What do you prefer? Sub or dub? Man, um, (laughs) truth be told, and I I guess I'm going to be a little bit biased now, but going back to when I was younger, dub for sure, because that's what I was introduced to. But especially now, like growing up and getting to meet and know all these people that do the dub as well, and then they have to translate the emotion and do the ADR, the mouth flap matching, and all that fun stuff, and they have to do all that just to bring us entertainment. Like, I'm still going to say dub because, um, don't get me wrong, I watch sub, but it's easier for me to like enjoy it when I'm not also trying to read at the same time if there's subtitles at the bottom. But I enjoy both because especially Dragon Ball Super, again, you know, like every week, every Saturday night when the new episode would come out in Japan... I would sit there and watch it on my phone, and I would read the the subtitles along with it. So, I, I I'm a fan of both, but it's definitely going to be dubbed. So, just because, especially too, that's what I want to be, you know, making a career in. So, dub all the yeah. way for me. I and I, I I ask this question because it's actually like it's one of those questions. Like you're, it's those it's an eye roll question because mm-hmm. you're either going to get hit with the whole well, I only watch subtitles, and I am. Therefore, I am aristocracy. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the same though. I'm, I'm both, but mostly because I can't sit still. I'm, I watch my, if I, if I watch dub and I watch a lot of K dramas too, I'm on the couch for hours and I'm not getting other stuff done. So I want to know what's happening. I need right. sound, so I put on the dub, um, and then also showing in showing support to my, uh, to my peers and, and, and things like that. Of course, but. I that question I ask I, I ask it more more as a joke. Yeah. But it's uh I, I love it when the when the subs when when the sub people come out and they like pretty much tell you that you're wrong, but you're like, okay, well what have you done? I mean they English sucks. Yeah, we all know this. English is the most fucked up language in yes. the world. It and makes no sense. My God, do, learning dialects has taught me that too because Again, too, like in my part of the country, the way I say things is not the proper way that it's done. And that also affects my transcriptions for certain things. You know, it's like, you know, any instead of any or or whatever it may be. You know, it's like it just and like you said, it's a loaded question because, you know, it's like Star Wars. What's your favorite movie? Well, mine's obviously not yours. So you're going to hate my answer and you're just going to shame me there. So it's like just. Let people enjoy things. Let people have like, nice things. Why, yeah, like why are you asking? Unless that you're you want to talk, you actually want to get down to it because I'm all about I'm yes. all about talking about the. Um, well, uh, I prefer dub because, or I prefer sub because you know it just you know they, they get it, the translations right, but when I listen to this the dub part, it doesn't sound right. Well, it's because their sentence structures are different. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to take that into account. If we were to actually say it in the way that the translation said it won't fit the mouth flaps right it will sound too weird well it sounds weird when you rewrite it do it though i mean some of them do trust me i'm like uh, who wrote this um it's been a long time since i've since i've had one of those uh who wrote this i think yeah. i'm talking more early earlier anime um but you know 
they never want to have that conversation of okay well let's take let's let's break down the adapt the adaptation process and how we hear language and how we hear our own language um and so to, to each their own I've had I've gone on a second date where the guy asked knowing knowing exactly what I do where he asked me that question Ooh. and I gave him the answer that you gave me uh, where was that I prefer both be, but because I move around a lot in my home I watched up and just straight face I don't, like not even joking I think like he just was dry he was just like oh well that's gonna be a problem then. <laughs> I was not in his apartment for 20 minutes. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, I was like, that's when you need the why though flashcard. You just hold it up. Why though? You just, why? Like, and I guarantee, and I guarantee you, like they swipe, you know, they swipe. That's I was doing that again for a minute. Um, they swipe cause they're like, okay, she's pretty blonde. Oh, she does voice acting. That's cool. And then you're going to no. Yeah. But you know, it also was boring, uh, so I can't be the most interesting person in the relationship. We'll count that as three strikes, and he's out anyway. So yeah, I had my roommate call um, call me with a fake emergency, and she sold it. Like I ah. almost believed her. So she could she's she could have been an actress. Um, I was crying. Best performance I ever gave in my life. I'm um, slapping my leg after leg day, and that is hilarious. Good lord. Uh, I've never felt so awkward. I don't like ghosting, and I didn't really ghost this guy, but at the same time, it's like, dude, did you have you not been reading the vibes? Yeah. Some people are oblivious, and like, I'm a guy. I'm oblivious to a lot of stuff that my wife tells me or hints at, and I'm like, I, and I've told her, you've got to flat out tell me sometimes, but, you know, it's like... Oh, I mean, that's typical man. Yeah. That's definitely typical but man. But you can tell um, when something's not going right. You can tell that for sure. When the vi- yeah, uh, don't mean to. Uh, that that entire date was he invited me over for pizza and a movie. Okay, cool. But apparently he cooked himself a whole salmon dinner, ate it, cleaned up, probably waited a couple hours, then called me and was like, "Hey, are we still having pizza tonight?" Uh, okay, I did not know this until I got there. He's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, I had salmon, and I'm the only one eating pizza." Bro, what? I feel awkward. Huh? Like so? Oh my god! That, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. no sense to me. Like, I'm trying to put all these pieces together. Why would he not make you salmon too? Like what? Like you could at least say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I know I said like I know I'm the one that suggested pizza, but I'm really trying to wash this, dude. I was intermittent fasting. I was starving. What? <laughs> and, the nail on the coffin, so that severed dub was the second thing. Yeah. The nail on his coffin was he did not know what Grease was, like Grease the movie. Oh, my God. So, and not that I'm a huge Grease fan, but I was just like, I don't know why, but that was it. That was it. I mean, don't get me that wrong. I'm sheltered on my movies, and I've never seen that all the way through, but who doesn't know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Oh, good lord. Speaking, yeah, speaking of movies, and of course, speaking of, you know, oh, what I like might not be what you like. Um, you know, have you seen the new Batman? No, but I am going to now because I've had so many people tell me that it is a must-see. And truth be told, I had a lot of, I had a lot of my own personal like disregard for Robert Pattinson built up as a reason not to see it because of Twilight or 
you know, whatever. But, I mean, from everything I've heard, like, he absolutely crushed it. It's dark, it's gritty, and, like, it, it's right up my alley. So, I I have to go see it. I, I'm going to say I'm going to go see it. And I feel like I'm in trouble now looking at your reaction. <laughs> Is everybody on this whole, like, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything. This is completely my opinion and the opinion of the person who I went with to go see it yesterday. We're both writers. We're both actors. We're both script analysis. We both have education in script analysis, okay? Mm-hmm. Is everybody just in on this troll train and we didn't get the memo? See, I don't know because like uh, you are you referencing like Robert Pattinson, Twilight or No, no, I'm re- I'm referencing the movie. And oh. I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this. This is the hill that I will die on. Okay. Um so here's uh without spoiling it, if I if I'm going to tell you my thoughts on it, okay? Okay. And so imagine you are driving for hours you're hungry you haven't stopped to you haven't stopped to get food there's no restaurants around but you are starving sounds very familiar station yes yes uh finally there's a gas station you stop to get gas and you're like you know what i'm gonna go and get a snack and it's like 9 p.m okay so and for some reason you decide okay chips aren't gonna do it like you know this that snacky stuff's not gonna do it so you go to the the heating conveyor the heating belt right oh no and you're like okay the chicken tenders like that's what you want like that could be good how good how bad could that be right um and it's not bad right like you know it's you're hungry and it it sustains you but you're also wondering was it worth it interesting does that like so that that does and of course by the time this comes out the movie will have already you know it'll have been out for a while but but I'm doing this in the I'm doing in this in the spirit of I never um I never want to tell people don't go watch it. Yeah. I'm not saying that whatsoever. Um, you know, once again, when you're hungry and those chicken tenders were probably okay. They probably weren't the worst thing you tasted. Mm-hmm. But that's how I feel about the movie. I think I, so in high school, I was, I, I was anti-Twilight mm-hmm. without knowing what Twilight, without having watched or read Twilight. And then my friend dragged me along to go see Twilight with her family. And I thought that was the greatest movie in the world. I watched it as an adult recently, uh, almost a year ago in California, doing legal California things. And doing legal California things. Uh, it still was the greatest movie, but I also know very, when not in California doing, like not doing California legal things, it's not, it's not. (laughs) So, um, it's not that I was an RPAT die hard. Right, right. Um, but I did have an Edward... Edward Cullen cut out as a joke in high school, and I brought him to the movies with me as a joke because I'm I'm a lols person. I want to oh, go nice, nice. Uh, I'm you a lols my... person. I think he I think he is a great actor. Yes, false victim to bad directing. Yes. Um, 
And for this project, him, I think all the actors in the movie did great. Okay? I think they did amazing. I like the concept. I don't think it was executed as well as it could be. I think the writer, the writing, the plot was juvenile. It was like an overly generic fan fiction. And you probably saw my post about saying that. It was an probably. overly done generic fan fiction. Does that mean it's bad? No. But it was not. I wanted it to be hit the walls amazing. And it was not. Right. Um, it's so it's not bad. It sustains you. Will I pay will I pay another fifteen to twenty five dollars to go see it in the movie theater? Maybe not sober. Um, and maybe not alone. If maybe with a group of friends that I actually like and we're gonna go do something after. Um Fair point. The design was oh, and then of course as a makeup artist for production. Lazy. They were lazy. Oh no. Lazy. I uh, like that's literally all I could think. Um too many people had too many hands in the cookie jar for their plot, too many bad guys, and the way that other people were introduced, it was just like, oh, well, this is their, like, that's their sister. Nobody's sister in there, but like, yeah. it's like, and then people might understand this, some people won't. Um, they have a group in there towards the end that follow who they, who you think is the main villain, but really isn't because there's too many villains in the, uh. it's almost like the League of Evil, almost. Um, but there's a group of, I guess, unknown people who follow one of the villains in Twitter or chat room or something uh-huh. like that. And then they raid, they raid, um, uh, an electoral thing that happens, which is very reminiscent of a recent, of a recent event. Yeah. Of- <laughs> uh, that sounds like, very familiar. It does. It does. And I'm just like. I don't know. And all of the clues that they gave, I was just like, I saw that coming. Like, what do you mean? Who who decided this was a clever hit? I think it was trying to be more clever than what it was. More of a fan service type of thing? No, I think oh. it just thought it was too, I think it was just, it thought it was clever, more clever than what it was, than, than what it really was. That could be me. Once again, don't get me wrong. It's not a bad movie. It was not as good as people made it to me and i am a batman person same uh i i was talking to another uh annoy their uh, annoy their annoy the voice actor <laughs> uh, another voice actor today and like we have a conversation or comments where he's like uh i don't know like i i loved it and i i disagreed but i disagree and um i love I, I love him to death um uh, he's like i i drive a robin car and i'm like okay you can drive a robin car but i had spent like literally over half my life with the graphic novels the bat the special edition arkham ps4 uh, arkham video games oh yeah the arkham video games for a playstation that i don't even own because i just have it out of spite um and then all my catwoman stuff by the way zoe kravitz's catwoman loved her i loved it i am there is such everybody expects catwoman and batman everybody yeah that's what we and that's what they they promote i will say the chemistry between jim and batman and this is inspirational the chemistry and i am working on tiktok sketches based on it because it was just uh, so great it's one of those like are we about to fight right now are we about to kiss right now 
that's that's I'm excited about it. Uh, we'll have um, to have your socials linked in the show notes again, just so everybody else can enjoy this magic when it happens. I, you know, I'm I'm really I'm really excited about it, and hopefully, me saying this will force me to actually do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm hoping it will live up to the Hunchback of Notre Dame when you did, because so far that was top shelf for me. You know, I, I, I watched that a lot and I'm like, oh man, I could have done something more with that face, but it was that everybody was doing it on TikTok and uh, I, I need to find, I, I need to find, I love stupid trends, not like dancey trends. I love under underrated trends. I don't know why. Because it's, just it's one of those people. More appreciation more than anything else, I think. It's, I think like, oh, go ahead. The Hunchback is such a under under um rated movie very Ugh. very true i will not argue on that one so yeah so those are my hard-hitting questions man well that was fun i feel like uh man i feel like i came out with a few bruises but i still came out on the <laughs> other side so that was awesome and again thank you for you know taking the time out of your schedule because i know You've got auditions that you've got to do too, and you've got a lot of other stuff going on. So I appreciate you squeezing me in and, you know, taking the time to do this interview with me. Hey, yeah, I appreciate you helping me attempt to host a thing. Of course, um, of course. <laughs> I'm great with my words. Um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Always, I always like to, um, I always like to get to know other people too. Yes. Um, just, we were all, we all have the same walks of life and for me, for me personally, as a single, as a single woman with no kids and only pets, like I was saying, it's hard for me to figure out how do I continue to do this, but how, like, how are people even doing it with children? Yeah. Um, and a whole, a whole ass family. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's one of those things. It's a nice reminder that we're, we're not alone, you know? So I, I enjoy that. Absolutely. And that's been a big thing for me over this Jesus, I can't believe it's been almost a year now, but like just, again, talking to yourself, talking to so many other people that, you know, outside of just like random memes being sent back and forth or a random, you know, Facebook message, like there are so many like different walks of life that we've all been on and not even knowing it. And we all just kind of come back together. So, you know, it's like, it, it makes everything so relatable. And that was like goal number one of this podcast is to let people know, like, you're not alone in what you're going through. Somebody else has gone through it too, or somebody else has overcome the same thing. So, you know, that's what it's here for. It's here to help people and, you know, help them figure out that there's other ways to, you know, overcome your issues if you're not comfortable talking about it too. So there you go. Yeah. Everybody wants to, oh, well, we don't talk about that. We, people need to know how successful, how successful we constantly are. Like I said, like, like I said before our interview, man, I was just about to have like a mental spiritual breakdown for not having booked, like not having booked in a while. Dry spells. They, yeah. they, ugh, they start to psych you out. They but do. now I'm starting to get more momentum again. Absolutely. You know, I know we know better. We know better, but we are human. We will tell everybody else that advice, but when it comes to us actually taking it and applying it, we are our own like most stubborn patient, client, or critic however you want to say it but we are the last person to listen to our own advice that we would tell anybody else as as the mother of uh dumb bitch juice people um <laughs> alice from alice in wonderland has famously said 
Um, I give myself very good advice, but I very seldom follow it. Um, which is me. I'm great at giving advice. I'm also great at lying in bed and not taking it. Like, just, just like, mm, stare at the ceiling. Yep, it's like, life. I know I should go to bed right now, but I want to watch Peacemaker before I fall asleep. So, I've got un- to have my me time. I got, or me, like, my, I've been binging, binging K-drama. Ugh, right, nice. the writing is spectacular. The, the, mm. <sighs> took me too long to get, to get into that. I know, and then you want, you just want to dive headfirst into all of it, and you never want to come up, so, know it all too well. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been fun, and this is like, like I said, it's helped me open up about a few things, too, so again, I really appreciate you you know, pulling the gloves off and throwing those bare knuckle shots my way. So I appreciate that. Hey, that's what I'm here for. If people need to get hit, I'm definitely down for a fight. Yes, yes. And I've seen her throw down on TikTok and, you know, that's, it is what it is. But, you know, I'd stay on her good side. I'm just telling you now. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I, when, when, when I did like Taekwondo and they put me against another girl, literally I just ran because the pressure freaks me out. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure if like the, if, if the opportunity presented itself, I'd be, I, I'd be like, Lauren. but I'm still, ta- I'm still taking bets on you, but man, <laughs> remind me Lately, to not end I'm, up I'm on the punches. <laughs> See, I'm good so. at pulling punches, but you know, just remind me to stay on your good side so I don't catch a foot to the ear. That's that's the last thing I need right now. Absol- absolutely. That's, hey, fair warning. Fair oh, warning. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this has been another fun episode. I can't thank Suzanne enough for coming on here. And I want to go ahead and give a friendly little reminder, too, and a little shout-out as I'm coping now with adopting a dog that is now a bigger celebrity than myself. Um, if you are in the market for a new pet, please adopt and don't shop. Go to a local humane society or rescue shelter and give a loving animal a home. So just again, because that's something that's fresh on my mind and big in my heart, go out and do some good and give a life, you know, give a pet a new life that they truly deserve. So find a local humane society, find a local rescue shelter, volunteer your time if you can't take them in foster whatever you can do just help these animals that deserve it more than you know and then after you're done doing that or even while you're doing that too cheap little plug go listen to previous episodes of this podcast get subscribed we're on spotify apple google wherever you get your podcast from i'm there same with the other podcast tales from the haunt so if you like all things spooky it's there for you too And then it's on all social media platforms for myself and both podcasts. Go like, subscribe, follow, share, do whatever you got to do to get the word out. Go follow Suzanne. Keep up with her on TikTok so you can see these Batman TikToks when she does them. We're going to hold her to it and manifest and make it happen. So prepare to be entertained there. And then we're also going to have all her links in the show notes so that you can do that and you can be entertained. But guys, before I ramble on, we're getting closer to that one year mark here. And I can already tell you right now, recording into Season 3, there's a lot of big stuff coming. So stay on the train. If you haven't already, get subscribed, get caught up, and get ready for the big one-year episode that's coming up. And then it's on to bigger and bigger and bigger things from there. But for myself, for Suzanne, I thank you all for tuning in today. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. And I know you hear me. And I know you hear her too.
The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.